Greetings and salutations, and welcome back to another edition of Something with Tim. I am Tim, and of course, this is always something. And we are what in day sixty-nine or seventy-one or whatever of quarantine, and uh, you know, we're still surviving. We're still here. Well, I'm still here. We're still here. Hope you're still here, and I'm feeling great. The uh, the kingdom here in Virginia Beach is uh, definitely we're hunkered down. And we're quarantined, we're doing everything we're supposed to do, we're staying away, we're social distancing, and um, we're stuck in the house. And that's okay. It really is. It's okay. Um, I'll be honest with you, I really feel like, you know, for some of us, maybe not all of us, but for some of us, this um, this, this, this pandemic really is, uh, really is alright. It's like a little vacation from the rigors of life. <laughs> um, uh, unless you're an essential employee, then it's, uh, then it's business as usual. Like I myself, I'm an essential employee, but when I'm off my job, I definitely stay away. I definitely do my social distancing, but you know what? We're doing housework. We're knocking things down. Uh, we're watching movies we never thought we'd watch. We're reading books. We are doing schoolwork. We're riding bikes. We're going on walks. Um, you know, so being stuck at home, albeit broke as a joke, um, but being stuck at home and, um, you know, being in quarantine, as they say, really... Uh, Really isn't that bad, I'll tell you. To be perfectly honest, it's been uh, it's been it's been a good time so far. I hope I'm not sure if everyone feels the same way, but at least I do. Um, you know, you got it. But you know what? It's not just you. Don't just wake up and have this epiphany. Like, hey man, this is gonna be all right. You gotta work. You gotta put in the work to feel, you know, positive in this time. You just can't be like, I'm gonna wake up and just feel that way. You gotta build a schedule. You gotta have routines. Like for example. I get up very early in the morning. I get up and I, I take Molly on a nice long walk. It starts out my day. Get up about 6.30 and uh, take the dog for a walk. And it starts my day. I get to put the old earbuds in my ear and uh, just kind of, you know, I don't know, chill out, meditate or whatever you do in that walk. It's a good walk. It gets me out. gets Molly tired. And uh, it's a good time. Like yesterday, for example, yesterday uh, we were walking and it was... Uh, it was early. It wasn't. That, it wasn't that early. It was a little later, probably about eight fifteen, eight thirty. I was out there with her, and some at one point, at some point in our walk, we're walking, and all of a sudden, I notice her kind of look behind us, and immediately as she did that, some bozo on a bike tried to come, try to turn in front of us, but he came too close, and the and, and Molly lurched, and he got scared, and the dude wiped out. I mean, he. Fell off his bike. Uh, it start, it scared the shit out of me because I wasn't ready for it. He came so close to me, and it startled Molly obviously. But this guy gets up, and all of a sudden, I have my earbuds in. I was listening to some music, and I can't hear him. His, his arms are going, and he's yelling something at me. And I have to, I have to, I have to take my head, my, uh, my 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 phones out, my buds out, and um, I just remember the first thing he said: "Your dog knocked me off my bike." And I really wanted to fire back at him. No shit, I saw it, you know. But uh, he was upset, and I told him, I said, sir, you shouldn't be riding that close to anybody, you know, especially someone with a dog. Dogs don't like bikes or sudden movements. They're fucking morons. They will lurch towards that movement. Especially in the morning, especially Molly. She's a puppy. She sees a squirrel, and she loses her ever-love of mind. She sees someone, a human on two wheels riding close to her? Of course she's going to jump at you. How dare he ask me 
she knocked me off my bike. No shit. Like, why did he tell me that? Like, I didn't see that. Like, I didn't, like, I missed that. But anyway, that's the kind of shit that you need to happen to you in your days to enjoy the pandemic. If you just stay in your house and complain and go on and, and go on the news and watch social media and have no outlet, you know, outside, because the world is still going on in some places, you, gotta, you have to have a guy fall off your bike in your life, you know, and that makes me, that gives you the zen. I see that yesterday. How can I have a bad day? That's how my day started. So please, folks, remain positive if you're going to be indoors. Go and build a schedule, you know, take up a hobby, stuff like that. We'll cover hobbies, by the way, in the in the list today. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, and we also have a very special guest uh, joining us. As you know, I am riding solo today, the last couple episodes. The Queen sat in, but um, not today. It's just me and my special guest, and he'll be... Uh, He'll be joining us uh, very, uh, very shortly. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I couldn't, um, it's very easy. I'm, I've been doing this thing on Facebook called uh, the Daily Shoutout. And I shout out people that I know in my Facebook universe. And I tell them what they mean to me. Because that's what you kind of got to do in these times. Hashtag COVID kindness is what I call it. Hold on a second. Let me take a sip of my elixir of life here. Oh, God, that's a good cup of coffee today, Tim. Ooh, I crushed that cup of coffee. Um, so yeah, I've been doing this thing, Daily Shout Out, it's called, and, um, you know, I, I have to, some, I, I like to use a picture of the person, I have to go on their Facebook profile picture, um, and I usually use that, but sometimes the Facebook pro, pro, profile picture, uh, the person really looks like an ass, and if you need any kind of proof of that, look at mine, and so I've been doing this, and I, you know, and if I don't like the picture, I can go and look through the photos of that person, and I tell you, you know, you really, you really tell, don't take, I mean, you could legitimately have a stalker in these times. If you're an attractive female, I really hope your settings are set to, like, only certain folks could see your shit, you know? Because you can really stalk a person. You can really, like, you can have a favorite picture of somebody, you never met them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she looked really good when she was at that place when we went on vacation. Like, no, it, Facebook is so scary like that, so just hope, um... You know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you have, like, pictures on there, it's like, dude, people can see that. Like, there are a lot of creeps in this world. I'm one of them. And I can go back and I'm... <laughs> no, I only do this for the pro. I don't just do this as a hobby. I know there are people that do that. I don't do that, but I could do that if I wanted to. Anybody could, you know? Uh, just make sure your settings are set to, like, only your friends can see it. Because um, I always feel bad. I'm like, wow, if I use this picture, not their Facebook profile picture... The person might think, hey, where did you get this and why do you use it? I think you'll look really good in that shot. You know what I mean? Like, you can open up a lot of, like, what are you doing looking through my photos, man? But why did you post them in the first place is a better question. Time for a stalker in these times. I had a stalker once way back in the day. I had a stalker. And this is, you know, I know what you're thinking. No, you didn't, Tim. No, I really did. That's a true story. Um, it happened when I was at the uh, University of uh, Nassau Community College. And uh, I had a radio show there. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty big, I was pretty badass at the university. And um, there was a girl there that, um, her name was Molly. Now I have a dog named Molly. There's no coincidence there. It really isn't like, oh, it, it I'm sorry, there is a coincidence. Sorry, there is a coincidence there. I just love the name Molly. I've always had them. If you know Molly, my dog, you uh, you would like, yeah, that, that girl's a Molly, definitely. But Molly the stalker was a whole different breed. Uh, she just would like she, she would always show up 
Um, and she wouldn't really, you know, she'd be there, but she wouldn't really have anything to add to the, like I told her one time, like, I'm not really interested. I have a girlfriend. I was with, uh, sadly enough, I was with the, I was seeing the queen at the time, the old queen. Uh, well, I just started seeing her out, actually. It wasn't, uh, that was a, God, was it? God, I hope so. I don't know. I better not go too much in depth about these times in case the queen listens to this episode. But Molly was just someone that I, she never got... I just, I, I, she was just there, and I, I told her one day, I was like, oh, I don't want to have a co-host, I don't want to, uh, I just want to do this on my own, and she would just show up, or like, you know, she would just appear, like, around, it was really, really freaky, these are the, this is before, uh, this is before cell phones, um, so I think it was around the time of pagers, god, pagers, what, remember, remember pagers were the rage, I'm gonna, yeah, I need you to call me back. Let me page you my number so you can call me back. Or or if you had a girlfriend, you texted her 143 because that was I love you. I hope other people did this too and not just me. I hope people know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Molly the Stalker. Now I wonder if she remembered me and she's hot, uh, looked up me up on Facebook. Looking at my photos. Maybe I'm being stalked and I don't even know it. That's the thing about stalkers. You could be, you could be a victim of a stalker and not even know it because they're very slick. They're very sneaky. A solid stalker is very sneaky. Um, but maybe we need a stalker in um, in these times. Maybe that'll make get, that'll help you get through the pandemic. Ah oh, man, but I'll tell you, I I I forgot about old Molly. Then I had a dream about her recently, and now we're talking about her on. So she's uh, she's she's famous. Now I'm talking about talking about her on the old podcast there. Ah, 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 ah. But I mean, you know, stalkers. I mean, I you could do that. I mean, I I've I've I just recently went through some of the photos I have on uh, on Facebook, and there's they go back, man. That's a nice little photo. I have all kinds of photos on there. Of course, I'm not an attractive female, so I don't got to worry about people looking. So who cares about old Monahan there? You know. But we're such a culture now where we have to see people's faces, and I'm, sometimes I don't want people to see my mug. You know, like FaceTime and Zoom. I just don't, uh, I, I just feel weird looking at myself. Like, even when I do the Facebook Lives, I, I just, I don't like looking at myself. I'm not sure where that comes from. Maybe I need a therapist to add on to the three other ones I have. <laughs> no, my parents are always trying to get me to do FaceTime or, or Zoom. And I'm like, I don't want you to see me. Can't we just talk? You know, but they want to see Lorelai, and I understand that. But even Lorelai's like, eh, what do I do now, you know? What am I? What am I? A TV host? You know? Am I, uh, am I here for your entertainment? She shuts down. My usually affable and entertaining daughter, who says the greatest things and puts on some of the greatest performances here in the house, put a camera on her? No, she's shy as anything. It's like, really? You're going to make me a liar. My kid was just playing the drums. Watch. No, she doesn't do it. She doesn't play the drums. I was trying to make a funny joke there. But, you know, speaking of funny jokes, I wish I had, uh, I, I, I see a psychiatrist. And my psychiatrist, you know, said that in these times, if you're, if you're feeling depressed at all, you get, uh, if you start feeling low, get a hobby. He wanted me to come up with five hobbies. Now, if you really want to really show how much you don't do, <laughs> look up hobbies. And like, oh, I don't do that. And it really, and really doesn't do much for your anxiety, it's for your anxiety or depression. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I can't even do that either. Like, you know what I'm saying? It made me feel worse when I would look up five hobbies. All right, I can do that. Come up with five hobbies. And it's like, holy shit, look at all these things I'm not good at. 
I don't know how to do any of this stuff. What am I good at? You know, so, but it got me thinking. <laughs> I'll give you a little, a little, uh, you know, preview of what my brain looks like. It got me thinking, what are some things I wish I was better at? You know, what are some of the things that I, I wish I could do that, you know, I could do better? Or what I wish I was better at? So I came up with a couple of things. And coming in, number three, I wish I was a, uh, and I know I can get there, and that's the whole thing, that's to this list, by the way, folks, it's not one of those things like, no, I can't do it, I know I can get there, and maybe I will, maybe this will motivate me, but these are some things I just wish I was better at, and maybe, oh, maybe I just solved my own problem, maybe I came up with the hobbies I should develop, because coming in number three of something I wish I was better at is being a marathon runner, you know, I'm, I'm serious when I said that, I, back in 2011, I want to say it was 2011. God, nine years ago. Um, I I ran half marathons. I ran, I had lost about 80 pounds, right? I would say 60 to 80 pounds. I don't have the direct number. I don't even fact check on myself. But I lost about, I lost a good amount of weight. And um, I ran some half marathons. But I didn't keep on that track. I let it, I was like, I did it. And then, uh, you know, I was like, my knee, my knee, my knee hurts or... I got a bad back, or, you know, I had all these kinds, all these excuses. That's all they are. They weren't injuries, folks. They were excuses. And I let that go. But now that I think about it, I really wish I would have kept on that. And maybe I'll go back to that. Maybe I should go back to that. Maybe I'll run a marathon next year, 2021. What am I saying? It might be, what am I saying? No, I'm, maybe I will do that. That could happen. I don't know. But uh, I wish I was a better marathon runner because I would also do Ironmans and I wouldn't mind running a decathlon. Yeah, I'm really opening up to my audience today. Uh, you don't. These are my dreams. I'm telling you my dreams. Coming in number two on the list of things I wish I was better at. I wish I was a. I wish I was a great chess player. I, <laughs> I've never played the game of chess, and um, I watched a movie recently that was. Um, it's centered around the game of chess. And I um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is a great game. And I never, I never even played it. And I was like, if I played it and I got good at it, what a great thing to tell people you can, you're good at. I am really good at chess. You know, or if someone asks you, hey, man, what are you doing in your free time? I play chess. I kick people's ass in chess is what I do in my free time. Wish I was a chess player. I mean, I, 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 it looks like a great game to play. The pieces look like they're fun to move around. You know, you can maybe I'll download an app. I'm telling you people my dreams today. Maybe I can download an app and become a master chess player. Wouldn't that be some shit? And you know what? If that were, if that were to come to fruition, say this happened, say that I started all of a sudden being a, a great chess player, we would have a chess table at the 100th episode blowout live broadcast of the Something with Tim podcast at the, um, for the 100th episode of the show. And that's a long title, but that actually is legit the title of, of that, of that broadcast, which will be taking place, I believe, sometime in early 2021, perhaps, maybe late 20, no, no, early 2022, late 2021. Big plans, man. We got big plans. So yeah, I wish I was a great chess player. And the number one thing, and this is very hard. Because there's an honorable mention that I won't say. Well, I'll say the honorable mention after. But the number one actually bumped the honorable mention out of the top three. 
I know, you're thinking to yourself, how does that happen? It did. In this list today. The number one thing I wish I was better at. And I don't think I can make this a hobby. I think this is like something you gotta really... You, this isn't a hobby. This is a lifestyle. Um, I wish I was better at electrical work. Like in my house. Or anywhere. Like I was an electrician or HVAC. Or something that I could fix the own stuff in my house. Because I have a lot of repairs needed in my house. And we're doing a lot of stuff here during um, quarantine. But I wish I could, you know, do more. I wish I could uh, change the wiring and and, and uh, fix the plumbing. And I'm sure I could do that, but I think I got, you know, that's not a hobby. But I wish I was better at it. I wish I was better at it for my own sake. For my wife's sake, she could say, oh, my husband fixed it. Tim went up there and rewired the whole thing. He jerry-rigged it. <laughs> because I, w <laughs> I wouldn't really know how to fix things, but I could definitely, I was definitely, I'd be definitely good at jerry-rigging things. I love jerry-rigging shit. So, yeah, I wish I was an electrician or a plumber or a handyman. I'm handy, handicapped, not handyman. Definitely not a handyman. So, yeah, those are the list of three things I wish I was better at. Um, you know, being a runner, a marathoner, uh, being a master chess player, and, um, you know, <laughs> playing. Uh, I wish I was an electrician. And, by the way, the honorable mention is canoeing. I'd love to be a canoer. Just got there on the water paddling uh, in a late morning or early afternoon, maybe around sunset, paddling towards the sunset on my canoe. I just don't know if there's weight restrictions on that. And that goes back to fucking running. If I ran, I could then be a canoer. So, sorry for the background noise. The ladies are in the background as I record this. Um, all right, so listen, folks, it's time to get to my very special guest. And I'm sure you guys know who this is. I talk about him all the time. He's a great man in my life. He's a he's a beacon of light, positivity, a mentor, a friend, a pal, a buddy. He's all those things rolled into one. Uh, I got to know uh, this man uh, from my Panera experience, the uh, the best 13 years of my life, work-wise, 14 years. And I got to know him. He was, uh, we worked together. He was a general manager. He was an area director. He just, uh, I, we ran the gamut of things that we used to talk about. Of course, you know him. His name is Dwight Easter. Uh, he is uh, one, he's one of the guests I've been trying to get on this show, uh, but we never can get the schedule in time. Now we can't even be near each other due to social distancing. You can't come over the house. So, uh, but listen, I said in these, I want to make sure I, I give a shout out to everyone that, uh, sends positivity my way. I stay in touch with Dwight as much as I can uh, during these pandemic times. I reach out to my brother-in-law, Dan Rios. I stay in touch with my old man. Positive, positive people. Um, and it is my pleasure uh, to introduce to, to you, uh, to the first time on the Something With Tim podcast, my man, my friend, Mr. Dwight Easter. Dwight, you there? Hello, Tim. How are you? Dwight Easter on the showgram. I'll tell you, this is... Uh, this is history making, my friend. This is one. This is one of the goals I strive for, and now it's happening. Thank you for coming on, sir. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for asking. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how uh, how you're surviving right now during uh, COVID nineteen or the coronavirus. Um, how's life? Uh, how's life for you? Yeah. I'm extremely productive. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know why it took a pandemic uh, to motivate me uh, this way, but um, as far as like health and uh, work and everything, it, it's going really well. Uh, yeah. Family's doing well. Um, but it, again, it's just about trying to stay productive. Right. And whom can I help? Right. Exactly. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm glad to hear someone else has that mentality of this. Is I, I feel the same way. I feel like when I'm at work, I'm like, hey, man, I got to be an example of, you know, pushing through this. And I can do this. And, and even when I'm home, I'm like, I'll go out and do this. I, I'm never like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm having a time of my life. You know, I really am. But and asking about like when you're you know, what you do for a living, you you're a leader, and and how how has being a leader uh, in in this time uh, changed you? Or has it has 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 it made you a better leader going through this? Well, I, I wanted to take a point of view when we when we saw that we were going to have to actually furlough good people, right? And you know those folks going without pay, and um, you know in some cases a purpose because we tie so much to what we do for a living. Right. And I felt personally that it, it is important that we tell their stories and that they tell their truths. Right. Um, we can't just ignore the fact that people are hurting or people are going without income. And if we try to gloss it over um, and, try and return to what we would consider a back-to-normal state, then we're not taking advantage of, of this opportunity. I think we need to... Me as a leader, I think we need to, to change um, in a way that shows a lot more compassion and appreciation uh, to the people that are actually getting the work done. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I, and like I said, thank you for your hard work. I, I would think, um, you know, I think the hardest part about the is the pandemic is the the people that have lost. You know, people are also, you know lucky that they don't have to worry about this right now. But there's people struggling out there, and um, you know that's what I try to do. I try to make sure that at least I'm reaching out to people. Every day, I'm, I'm I'm always making sure I'm calling somebody or texting somebody I haven't in a long time. I don't know where that came from, but um, I just find myself yeah wanting to just talk to people and, and 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 get to know their stories and stuff like that. I don't know where that comes from. Well, I think with the uh, with the the shelter in place and social uh, distancing is that we we as a people have actually reached out to old friends and you see the. Like the Zoom um, happy hours occurring, and you know, I'm on a group text now with some old high school friends that I haven't spoken with in years. Right. It was all because of this. Right. Uh, just, just checking in. So there has been some some silver linings about that, and reminding us, like, you know, what's important, right. uh, what matters, and it's and it's human beings and family and friends. Yeah, and, and, and just being positive and loving, it's, it's not a bad thing. So, hey, hooray for the pandemic, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it does have its, uh, it, it has had its moments, for sure. Oh, yeah, believe me, I, I hear you. But you got to, like I said, you got to look on the bright side of things. So it's good to hear somebody else in my circle that looks at the bright side of things. Um, but getting, uh, the reason why I have you on here is uh, you've got a big event uh, you put together uh, this Friday. Uh, you want to tell us all about that? Oh, sorry, Saturday. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's um. So I do this uh, five questions. Um, it's a sketch and five questions of local musicians and entertainers for a site called Hardcore Norfolk. And obviously, um, with all the bars closed, these performers don't have. 
have an avenue to showcase their talents. And, you know, as a performer, um, you know, it's kind of what, what you feed on is being able to get out and play your instrument and connect with the audience. And so I thought, you know, why not create uh, an avenue for them to do that through the through like virtual viewing. And so if anybody will go can remember back to remember that show 120 minutes on MTV. Oh, love that show. Love that show. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, to the to a, a, a select group of people, and um, my idea is to have the artists actually introduce their video clip or their live performance, speak to it, and you know, there's other performers and other um, audience members on the chat, so mm-hmm. commentary is encouraged. But I think it's a way for for us to kind of come together and have that virtual band night experience. Yeah, I love it, man. I'll tell you, that's the biggest thing that I think that's going to take the hit from this is concerts and live shows. I mean, you know, I'm not really sure. I've I read some places that they wouldn't happen until next year or something like that. And music is such a big part of, uh, of uh, you know, mental health and making sure you're in the right... Yeah, it's just, I love music. I usually turn music on when I'm, when I'm in, you know, one of my moods. It, it, it's calming, so... You know, I really appreciate what you're doing there, and, 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 like, and like you know, I'm sure you had a lot of a lot of people trying to get on this thing, where there's probably a lot of buy-in from the jump, correct? Yeah, there was uh, there was quite a bit of enthusiasm as soon as we sent out the invitation to some of uh, some of the bands that we wanted to focus on. They were like, absolutely, uh, I'm all in. So yeah, there was some some really nice uh, some really nice responses. And, and when you, I want to go back to that music statement you made, that I'm not a religious person, but <laughs> Live music yes. is about the closest thing I come to religion. And the fact that these people can pick up these man-made instruments and use their God-given talent, their yep. voices, and create this this sound, which makes you feel a certain way. Right. And it can make you feel joyful and dance. And I just love the live music experience. So um, I, I have missed it a great deal and look forward to its return. Well, I hate to put you on the spot here with this one after that comment. What was, you know, the, you don't know, that really made me your greatest, but give me an example of a, a concert you went to that you were like, you just felt it and, and it was just an amazing and moving experience. Can you, can you name one? Yeah, it was uh, Willie Nelson down at the oceanfront at the beach on oh. the sand. And, you know, he, he, he comes out with his band and it was just such a joyful experience. Um, I, I wanted to see, it was the first time I saw him I wanted to see him, so I was happy to be there. Uh, but I knew all the songs, and it sounded amazing. And you could tell that he liked being there, and he was getting as much from it uh, as the audience was. That is awesome. He gives as much as he gets. Yeah, it was really great. Well, how long? How? What? What year was that? What? What year was that? Oh uh, man, I gotta say, probably like '96. Man, that must have been. That must have been amazing. That must have been great. That was like um, I had a similar experience like that to um, I'm not it's not the I, it's just on the spot thinking really. I think I saw Tom Petty with um, with my dad back in '99, <clears throat> I think, and uh, it was one of those shows. Like you, you knew all the songs, you know, you heard the songs all the time, but you were hearing them. You were hearing him sing it live, and I'll never forget how that. Yeah, you're right. You, you can't explain those moments, those feelings when you have them with, at live shows, and I think uh, what you're doing is great for. Uh, for everything. So, so again, it's Saturday night. You know what time is it on Saturday? <clears throat> and ha- 8 o'clock. 
and how can people hook up to this? Um, they can go to the Hardcore Norfolk um, Facebook page, and there's an invite. And you'll just click on the Zoom link, and it'll take you right to the page there okay. uh, that evening. Okay. Well, that's great, uh, Dwight. And I, I, like I said, this has been a dream come true having you come on here. Uh, before you go, I, I'm not sure if you'll be disappointed in me or not. I find myself recently being with you know no no sports or anything. I'm diving into the Star Wars mythology and the uh, Marvel Comics mythology, and I'm becoming a fanboy. And I'm concerned. Should I be? <laughs> I maybe would ask you to set the bar a little bit higher. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't watch the Star Wars or, or Marvel. I get, uh, and, it, it, and it sounds so elitist, like I don't yeah. watch that. But I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I, I did see Star Wars yeah. back in '76 in the theaters, and then uh, haven't seen any of the Star Wars flicks since then. Right. And then, um, like with superheroes. I don't like where they they have uh, powers uh, bestowed to them through magic. I, I'm more like if I'm going to pick a superhero, I kind of like the Batman uh, or an Iron Man where right. they use their vast uh, wealth yes. and intellect that's hilarious. But, you know, I'm with you on the Star Wars thing. I try, my wife's a huge, uh, the Queen is a huge fan. So I try to look at them not as pieces of this universe. I'm, I try to look at them as film, standalone films. And I just, I don't know, man. It's two and a half hours and it's over. And she's like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. Wow, what the hell was that? You know, I don't, I don't get them. I just don't get <laughs> Well, before we get out of here, if you can give, if you can give uh, one piece of advice to the friends of the show uh, to get us through the rest of this um this pandemic, uh, is there any advice you can give us? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, be um, authentic to yourself. It took me a long time to, I mean, just recently, probably within the past uh, year, um, half a year even, where I'm so much more happy when I'm being authentic to myself and not trying to be something that I'm not or please somebody that... Um, with, with a, a, a different persona that's not authentic to who I am. So if you like Star Wars flicks and you like Marvel comics, then embrace it and love it and be uh, your authentic self. And I think that you'll find that you can be a lot happier uh, when things are more challenging and maybe even a lot more creative and productive. Well, thank you very much, sir. Please oh. make that. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I shout out to the Queen? I love your, I love your shared shows. <laughs> I like when she's on. Uh, you guys have a that easy banter back and forth. Yeah. She is like she she gives a really nice insight uh, in opposition to to your insight. So I, I always enjoy listening to the Queen come on the show. Well, I appreciate that. She was. Uh, I, I like to have her on more because really, there's really not much. To talk about, she's always home when I record it, so I'm like, I let her just come in here. Uh, she doesn't want. She feels like if she comes on too much, she'll be boring and disappointing. I said, I don't think so. I think you bring a nice flavor. But let me ask you one more question before I get you out of here. Um, can you please come on in the future? We can do a whole sit down because I we haven't even touched we haven't even touched the surface on some of the questions I have for you. So will you at least make the promise that you'll come back on the show for me? Yeah, anytime, man. I, I, like I said, it's a, it's an honor to be a part of this pod. I, tried to listen to almost every show. I think you have a great gift of gab. Thank you. And uh, as far as the queen,
Queen being on the show. I'm just happy her stutter hasn't Uh, thank you, Mr. Easter. You take care of yourself. Be safe and be well, my friend, all right? Thanks, Tim. You do the same and best to the fam. All right, buddy. And there he goes. Thank you again, Dewey, stopping by. Appreciate it. Um, and also, please check out that event this Saturday, April 25th. Um, it's for a great cause. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's put together by a great person, as you uh, as you just saw. The sad part is I probably could have gone another two more hours with uh with him, uh, I have I didn't even scratch the surface on some of the questions that um, that I had for him and some of the comments and the, some of the roads we could have gone down. Um, but uh, there he goes, Dwight Easter on the on the showground. Thank you, Dwight. You can be a guest on the podcast. I I have no I have no qualms about anyone coming on the show. I can't wait for um, this quarantine to be over so I can go and get Maggie Davis, the vivacious one, on the podcast. Uh, Matt Strickland, my boy. He's also uh, supposed to come on. These are all people that were supposed to be on the show before all this nonsense happened. So, you know, damn you, COVID-19. You know, you're ruining everything. Uh, but no, it's, uh, it's it's great to have. I love talking to people, and this is a great outlet for that, which makes me laugh because I really am, no joke, an introvert. I sure wouldn't know it by listening to this podcast. Am I right? All right, that's all I got for this week, folks. Thank you uh, for listening. Uh, shout out to my boy, as usual, Dewey, for uh, for doing what he does and coming on here, letting you all know to be authentic to yourself, which I think is very good advice. Um, you've also learned that I want to be a master chess player. So this has been a real good edition, the 43rd edition of the, uh, of the showground. And as always, I love y'all. Bye-bye.